Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. And here we come, episode 277 of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Rudy York episode. Rudy York. You know, Rudy, he was a slugger for the Detroit Tigers in the late 30s and the early 1940s. In fact, there's a 10-year period from 37 to 47. Nobody had more home runs in Major League Baseball. 277 home runs in his big league career, but I thought you would appreciate these little nuggets from the Society of American Baseball Research on Rudy York. Give it to me. In August 1937, he broke a home run record set by Babe Ruth. He had a habit of falling asleep with burning cigarettes in his hands, setting many a hotel room on fire. Finally, he had a fondness for alcohol that contributed to an early departure from the Major League Baseball scene. Rudy York. <laughs> oh, don't you just hate it when you fall asleep with a... Burning cigarette burning in your cigarette. hand and Ouch. set the hotel room on fire. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! As I committed myself to the first half of the Bucks Saints game last night, mm-hmm. I had one overall thought, Chuck. Wow, this is how professional football is supposed to be played, Chicago Bears. Just good and good versus good. Yeah. 
uh, when you oh. have really good quarterbacks, even though they're in their 40s, yeah, uh, you can move the football. The problem was the quarterback for the Saints yesterday did not have his best day. Three interceptions by that Tampa Bay defense against Drew Brees. And the Buccaneers, as predicted here on the Yak, beat the Saints by a count of 30-20. to 20. So it's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game next Sunday on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Do you think uh, Drew Brees will hang it up? I do. I think he'll go to work for NBC. Uh, he'll have a position in a broadcast booth somewhere, maybe working with Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy on Notre Dame games or perhaps in the studio, but he definitely has a future in TV. And what a great career he had. Uh, NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, second in career touchdown passes, I think over 80,000 passing yards. I mean, just an incredible career. Unfortunately, it ended on a sour note yesterday. But he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. 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 The, I think I think Drew Brees is definitely, well, he's definitely a top 15 quarterback. He might be a top 10. I'm not sure I put him in top five. But oh, he's, okay. He's definitely top 10. And, you know, if he comes and uh, talks about Notre Dame football, he's played many a game in that stadium during his time at Purdue. He did. And he beat the Irish down in West Lafayette. So he's... He's a solid guy. He's done a lot for the New Orleans community. Uh, kind of had to rebuild his career after struggling early on in San Diego and has been terrific with the Saints. Okay. On the other side of the football. On the other side of the football, Tom Brady has now led Tampa Bay to the NFC Championship game. And while the New England Patriots struggled this year without Tom Brady, here's Tom Brady playing in his 14th conference championship game of his career so when we were asking the question when he was paired with Bill Belichick well who's more important to this relationship Belichick or Brady it would appear that the more important person would have been Tom Brady because here he is again playing for a title Tampa Bay looked very good yesterday and that should be a great game uh Green Bay I believe or the early betting line right now is Green Bay is a three-point favorite in that game, and I think that's primarily because they're playing at home. Okay. What about this young Mahomes character? Well, here's the question. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be well enough to play in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo because he suffered a concussion yesterday in the third quarter? Man, you, you could see in his eyes, he just, for a little bo- for a little bit there, he wasn't there. Now, I think he's a little bit better each day. And we'll see We'll see what the concussion protocol is like on Mr. Mahomes come Sunday. But credit to Chad Henney. The Michigan quarterback comes off the bench and delivers the goods for Kansas City when they needed it on that final drive and helps hold on to a 22-17 win over Cleveland. A lot of people still talking about a targeting call that wasn't called in that game that might have changed things around for Cleveland. And the fact that targeting is not a reviewable call. You can't go back and assess a penalty afterwards in the NFL. It has to be called down on the field and then confirmed. So anybody who looks at the replay of a Browns fumble 
that went through the end zone and out the side, resulting in a touchback for Kansas City. Brown's receiver fumbled the ball at the one-yard line, and the reason he fumbled is because he was hit by a flying Kansas City player right in the helmet. Ouchie wah wah. Yeah. Did you call it on this uh, broadcast, uh, Bills and Packers, or did we do that off the microphone? No, we've called it on here. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And both of those games on Sunday? Both those games are on Sunday. The NFC game, so Brady versus Rodgers, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, that's the 3 o'clock game. And then the Buffalo-Kansas City game kicks off around 6.30. A lot of coaching changes. You want to talk about that? Yeah, it looks like the Lions have found their head coach. His name is Dan Campbell. He was the tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints. Of course, you can't hire a guy while the season is still going or while his season is still going, but now that New Orleans is eliminated, most people believe that Campbell, who was an interim coach for the Miami Dolphins in 2015, will get his first permanent head coaching job with the Lions. He is known as a terrific motivator, not necessarily as an X's nose guy. So my thought is he's probably going to have to get a couple of veteran coordinators to be his play callers on both offense and defense. He's never been a coordinator before, even though he was an interim head coach. Ten-year player in the NFL, he spent three years with the Lions, but the Lions are looking for somebody who can help unify a team that many people felt became very fractured under Matt Patricia. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Chargers have hired Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley to be their new head coach. Staley had led the Rams to the number one defense. Of course, it helps when you've got talent like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but it's not like the cupboard's bare in San Diego. He's got Joey Bosa there. He's got, uh, well, he's got a lot of Notre Dame guys, Jerry Tillery, Drew Tranquil. So it'll be interesting to see how Staley makes his mark on that team. He's a former Bears assistant, was a linebackers coach under Vic Fangio uh, as the defensive coordinator, 38 years old. Uh, started his coaching career at John Carroll University at the Division Three level and has worked his way to an NFL head coaching job. So a remarkable story there. Some uh, college, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, college coaching changes too, right? Yeah, Indiana has its defensive coordinator. His name is Charlton Warren. Warren was the defensive coordinator at Air Force. Well, first of all, he played at Air Force, served in the U.S. Air Force for seven years, came out, Came back to Air Force, was the defensive coordinator there for um, 2008 to 2013. Uh, Most recently, he was the secondary coach at the University of Georgia. But he's got some defensive coordinator experience, and a lot of people speak highly of him. And I have the feeling if you're going to be on Tom Allen's staff, you're you're probably a motivating person. I got to think that somebody who has served in the U.S. military for seven years mm-hmm. uh, has the ability to motivate. So we'll see how that hire works out for Indiana. Meanwhile, Purdue took a former IU assistant, but one who had a lot of experience at Purdue in the past, and brought him back. And that's Mark Hagen, the defensive line coach. Uh, you're probably familiar if you follow high school football around here, with the name Rodney McGraw. Rodney McGraw was a defensive end at Elkhart and originally committed to IU. He changed that commitment when Mark Hagan left IU to go become the defensive line coach at Texas last year. And 
Rodney McGraw went to Penn State. One wonders if Mark Hagan had its current job, defensive line coach at Purdue, if Rodney McGraw may have wound up in the golden black because he had a really good relationship with Mark Hagan. Hagan has terrific experience at Purdue. You look at the guys that he has churned out as defensive linemen who have gone on to successful NFL careers, guys like Ryan Kerrigan, Kawan Short, Anthony Spencer, Cliff Averill, and they've all had really good NFL careers. And Mark Hagan was their defensive line coach previously at Purdue. So he comes back to West Lafayette. Fans are familiar with them. Popular figure there. We'll see how he's able to do. Now, Purdue also went ahead and hired a secondary coach, Ron English, who used to be the head coach up at Eastern Michigan. Uh, didn't fare very well there. Has defensive coordinator experience at Michigan, Louisville, and San Jose State. He's going to be the new defensive backs coach. The thing I find puzzling about this, Corey, is Purdue still needs to hire a defensive coordinator. You would think you'd want to take care of that hire first before you brought in the assistants who are going to work with the defensive coordinator. But that's not the route that Jeff Brom is taking. And to define the new secondary coach... That's what? Defensive backs. Okay. Yeah. Who would be, who is the number two guy to a head coach in college football? Usually the one of the coordinators, either the offensive or defensive coordinator. Okay. All right. Well, let's make a segue into basketball. We'll talk about what happened over the weekend. Purdue played well yesterday. I don't know how much you watched of their game with Penn State yesterday, but they wound up with five guys in double figures. Sasha Stefanovic leading the way with 15 points. And the Boilermakers win their third straight. They beat Penn State by a count of 80-72. to 72. Matt Painter's team is now 10-5. and five. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they snuck in at the back end of the top 25 this week. I, I think Purdue, the thing that's entertaining about watching Purdue play is how hard they play. Hmm. And there's just the little things in basketball, the setting of picks, the setting of screens, the box outs. All those things that add up to victories are things that you traditionally see Matt Painter teams do, and they're doing it again. And so, once again, Purdue is good, and right now they're tied for fourth in the Big Ten. Indiana, meanwhile, well, they're on the struggle bus after that loss to Purdue on Thursday. Hoosiers didn't get a chance to play yesterday because Michigan State had the COVID, and so now IU's got some time to try to heal up and get ready, but they've got a challenge going to Iowa on Thursday night and taking on the Hawkeyes. And Archie Miller, boy, the Wolves are howling in Bloomington, and for good reasons, as we went over on Friday's show. Hey, uh, help me out with this metaphor. We were watching the Wonder Woman movie, the new one. Okay. And I've always thought, if you're paying attention, you can learn from anything. It's an okay movie, and I'm being nice. Hmm. But there's a part there where one of the characters wants to become an apex predator. And then watching that character transform into that. I told my son later on, I said, that makes a great athlete, the apex predator. Cunning, ferocious, waits for their moment to strike. Mm. Always, always on edge, always wanting to go after the whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. Does that seem about right? Well, yeah. You, you've got to be smart, but you've got to be very competitive. You have to, 
you mentioned ferociousness. There has to be a, an aggressive attitude, yeah. I think. But you have to know when to use your aggressiveness as well. Yeah. So, and, and I think you see that from Purdue. They, they're they good at the three-point shot. They play smart basketball. They rarely beat themselves. Doesn't mean that they're not going to lose to teams with better talent sometimes, but you rarely see a Purdue team beat itself. Hmm. Meanwhile, Notre Dame women pick up a victory yesterday, winning for the fourth time in the last five games. They beat Boston College 83-73, avenging the loss that they suffered to the Eagles just a couple of weeks ago when they blew a 12-point lead in the final minutes. That didn't happen yesterday. Darren Mabry had 21 to lead the way. Destiny Williams with 20. The LIV's team seems to be finding a little bit of a comfort zone in the ACC now, and they're back up among the the top part of the ACC, although not competing for the conference title per se. But uh, it, it's good to see them kind of settle into a routine a little bit and start playing a little bit more of team ball, which was Niel's complaint about the team when they were struggling early in the year was everybody was kind of looking for their own points and they weren't working together as a team. When they worked together as a team, they played pretty well and they shot the ball well yesterday. As we mentioned Friday, it's amazing how much better the game looks when the ball goes through the net. How many Mabry girls have there been? Three. Three, and they've all gone to Notre Dame. Yeah. Now, wow. Dara started out at Virginia Tech. She's a little she's a little on the shorter side. She's only 5'7". And unfortunately, sometimes that makes her a little easier to defend when she's trying to play one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So now that they're setting screens and doing some more things with the offense. Uh, she was able to get her shot. She's a terrific shooter. All the Mabry girls have been terrific shooters. It's a matter of being able to get open. Is there a Mabry on staff? Yes. So yeah. she's playing for her sister. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into the NBA, Chuck Freebie. Bulls got a win yesterday over uh, an undermanned Dallas team. They've had some injuries didn't mean that Luka Doncic didn't have a good game. My goodness, he had 30 points in the first half. But the Bulls wind up prevailing in this one. Um, 119-107, Laurie Markinen had 29 for Chicago. Bulls still under 500 and still not what you would consider a playoff team, which kind of gives you an idea of what Dallas is like in the West. Uh, not very good. So the Bulls took care of business at home, and they turn around and play again tonight against Houston. And it'll be interesting to see what Houston looks like with Victor Oladipo joining this team and no James Harden, what that's all going to shake out like. Pacers got bombed yesterday by the Clippers, 129-96. Of course, the Pacers now playing without Victor Oladipo. And they're not going to have the benefit of Karis LeVert for some time, the guy that they acquired in the big Harden-Oladipo exchange. So in doing the physical... On Karis Levert, they found that he's got some sort of mass on his kidney. And so now the Pacers would have been within their right after performing said physical to say, well, this is <laughs> it. I, I, Damaged hate to, goods. I hate to put human trades into like, you know, going to Kohl's or something. But, hey, there's a problem with this. The deal's off. Yeah. And instead, the Pacers said, you know, this young man, we believe, can help us down the road. He obviously needs, you know, some work 
right now done to him to diagnose what this mass is and how we're going to treat it. But we're standing by him, and we're going to take care of this problem for him. I wonder if he knew this going into it. I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it because he had been playing. Mm. He'd been playing for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, especially with Kyrie Irving being on the sidelines. And you may recall Friday we talked about the Kyrie Irving situation. Well, it turns out the NBA did fine him $50,000 for not following league protocols. That was the NBA's fine. Everything won't be fine with Kyrie when he realizes that because he didn't follow league protocols, he did violate his contract and therefore missing five games cost himself $2.1 million. Hope it was a fun birthday party. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Let's talk about some local sports, Chuck Freebie. High school scene, Penn took a loss over the weekend in girls basketball to Lawrence North. They went down and lost 51-41, so... The Lady Kingsmen are toppled from the top spot in this week's Indiana Basketball Coaches Association poll, and they fall to number three in that poll. Marion checks in at number 19. They lost over the weekend to Fort Wayne Concordia, but congratulations to Mackenzie Hudgen of Marion. She scored her 1,000th career point. Goshen picked up a nice win. Even though they're not ranked in the top 20, Corey, the Goshen girls could be in line to win their first Northern Lakes Conference title since 1987. They won on the road at Warsaw for the first time since 1981 on Saturday night. And so Bryn Shoop Hill and company just need two more NLC wins over Northwood and Mishawaka, and they'll claim the conference crown. Goshen having one of its best years since the Barb Carbaugh era back in the late 80s and early 90s. And they are now 14-3, and three. so congratulations to Sean Hill's team. On the boys' side, we had a pretty good game Friday night. Northridge prevailing over Northwood in that one by a final score of 62-54. to 54. So the Raiders starting to find their sweet spot a little bit. Some of the better weekend performances, Blake Wesley scored 41 points for Riley in their route of New Prairie. J.R. Kinesny had 30 for St. Joe as they handed John Glenn its first loss of the season, 66-50. And those were some of the highlights from over the weekend. So in the boys' poll, John Adams, which is still undefeated, comes in at number 7 this week in the IBCA rankings. They'll get a big test on Saturday night. They take on Chesterton. Trojans came over and beat Penn on Saturday night, and they'll come back to the area next week. Uh, Chesterton, I want to say they're 11-1 and right now. They're playing really good ball. Hmm. And uh, Mark Urban always does a good job over there with the Trojans in the Duneland Conference. And this is the week of the Bi-County Tournament. It gets underway tonight. New Prairie is down at Argus. You've got Bremen at Culver. Uh, I believe it's Oregon Davis and John Glenn. And Triton takes on LaVille. So, should be an interesting night of basketball, and after we see how those come out, uh, we'll decide which of the Bi-County semifinals we're doing Friday night on TV 46. That was my next question, so we wait. We do. Okay. Hockey, you want to talk about that dumpster fire? Ooh. The Blackhawks, you know, we knew they had to replace Corey Crawford in goal. Jonathan Taze is out. They're very young, and they're not very good. They lost to Florida yesterday by a count of 5-2. They are 0-3 on the year. And honestly, not 
real watchable in my mind. However, what a weekend for Notre Dame hockey. Corey, they went on the road and took on top-ranked Minnesota and swept the Golden Gophers in their home arena over the weekend, winning 3-2 and 2-1. Great weekend for Jeff Jackson's club. The Slaggart boys from South Bend, Landon and Graham, had a huge night on Friday and a terrific job by Notre Dame to kind of jumpstart their season as they get going here in 2021. That's awesome. So that that was exciting to see. You know, again, the problem is fans can't go to the games, so you have to, to find them on TV sometimes. And, and when they play at home, they're usually on NBC Sports Network or NHL Network. So I would check those places. But that was fun to watch over the weekend and fun to see the, the Irish play very, very well up in the great north. That about does it for sports. What do you have for overrated, underrated today? I'm going to go with birthday boy Kevin Costner. Actor Kevin mm. Costner, body of work. Underrated, overrated. A lot of sports movies in there. Tin Cup. Stick with what works, right? Bull Durham, Field of Dreams. That's not a bad triumvirate right there to have in your Wasn't repertoire. He, uh, does he have one in his belt called Draft Day? Isn't he a... Draft Day, yeah. So yeah. there's another sport represented. Mm-hmm. But the only thing he hasn't done is a basketball or a hockey movie. Untouchables is good. Uh, a lesser-known movie way early in his career, but so good with Gene Hackman called No Way Out. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, That's very good. That movie was so good. Still is. Uh, Untouchables, did I say that? Yeah. Bodyguard, you know. Uh, Dances with Wolves, way too long, but Damn. good. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Solid actor. I, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to win an Oscar or anything like that, but... He's always in something very good, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's well-regarded within Hollywood. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say Kevin Costner probably right down the line. I don't, I don't think he's underrated. I think he's well-regarded, Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's overrated either. I, I, I think he hits the mark. He's in his office right now leaning back in his chair giggling while he polishes his two Academy Awards. Really? Mm-hmm. So, Not to be confused with his Golden Globes. Right. Uh, let's see here. He won four, 12 Academy Awards at one seven two for him. Best Picture and Best Director. Okay. So not for his acting. No. More for his directing producing. For directing himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, come on. That'd be interesting to find out who won the Oscar that year for acting. If he... Right. If, if it won best... Did I say best movie? Yes, you said best picture and best director. Oh wow! Yeah, no, he's he's done well for himself. Yeah, I, I have you seen Yellowstone? I hear a lot of people talking about that. I have not. Okay, that's all I got for you. What about you? I didn't bring anything to the table today for overrated, underrated. I'm sorry to disappoint the class. The dog ate my homework. You've been very. You did run out of the room this morning. I saw. Yeah, well, that was personal issue. <laughs> was it? Yes. You still got you still got pep in your step from what I saw. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. I'll be around there, too. At my name is Corey Sportsyak with two Ks. Do all the things that the podcasters tell you to do. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't know, like today's. 
Until next time, Yak fans. Oh, and don't fall asleep with a burning cigarette in your hand and set the motel room on fire. <laughs> Ouch! Ooga Rudy York. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.